Your show's rubbish. Hello, welcome to the Deep Trout Spinners. Now, this is um, an episode that is different from usual. Um, we're going to go through feedback from you uh we've had quite a lot of feedback so we're going to do a separate show for it and this is that show i am gary and with me is with me is my co-host mr miles Pennell, or mp as he likes to call himself thanks very much yeah so this show we the last show we did was uh, a claire episode it was episode 17 of the xfem show please do listen to that and see what you think and but this this is more kind of I mean Mars has spent a lot I appreciate it, Mars is good at this he's gathered a lot of feedback because Mars is on social media and I'm not and so we're going to go through it but I think there was a because it's oh, you you can talk more about this Mars but you were saying it's mental health week is it and this is this has spurred you spurned you on to ask a question of the audience. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people uh, get in touch with us uh, on a week by week basis. But also, I, I'm a fully aware that, you know, for many people, the XFM shows provide a lot of respite, a lot of support for any sort of mental health issues that they're they're going through. You know, this is something that is a personal touchstone for me. And I know yourself, Gary, as yeah, someone, both that's, of us, absolutely. you know, we've both obviously gone through uh, our own sort of struggles with, with mental health. And I also think particularly at this time, whilst we are going through lockdown uh, and by no means to capitalize on it, <laughs> yes, I, know, I don't want it to feel like a sort of, you know, we're, we're just doing it out of obligation. No, we genuinely are passionate about this. And it's yeah, something yeah. I, I'm eager to talk about with with Gary and, and to talk about your feedback. Yeah, and obviously we got in, we started doing this podcast because of the love that other people had. We, we realised how much love there was for this these these XFM shows that we love as well. But um, it's more than that because they're they're more than people more than love them. They they almost need them and they've they've used them in ways that um, has kind of kept them going through difficult periods. And that's kind of what what we realised. So that's why I think, and by no means am I saying our podcast is like it's it's doing okay, it's doing pretty well. We'd like more listeners, but you know who wouldn't? So, but we feel the listeners we do have are quite dedicated, and and the reason for that is not necessarily because of us. In fact, not because of us at all. But it's because, <laughs> but it's because of the. Um, closeness that they feel to the XFM shows and that's something that we Mars and I as Mars said we both got through difficult times using the podcast so yeah what um so we've got Mars then put out on uh on Reddit or on uh Twitter you, you say what you did I, I can't so yeah we I basically uh put a call out on Twitter asking for your stories which we could then read out on air and to start us off this is from Breachy Rocket and uh she said is it too lame to say that when I was alone and felt homesick at university, they were, re- they, were they were a real friend to me? Mm. No, no, that's great. Yeah, I, I can really relate. So who was that? Breachy Rocket. Breachy Rocket. You are not alone in, in having experienced that. I'm sure. This is from uh, Sarah, who's uh, a new listener, actually. Suffering with extreme anxiety and regular insomnia... 
I have played the XFM shows for the last eight years. I can't sleep without Carl's lovely drone in the background. A lot of people um, I I know and, uh, you know, people I I sort of uh, see on like various groups and Reddit threads. And and, uh, yeah, a lot of people do use the shows as kind of a a remedy for sort of going to sleep. Yeah, I find that so I, I need complete silence when I go to sleep. Uh, but I know a lot of people love that sort of background, sort of haze, that sort yeah. of background noise. It's, it's very comforting to have a voice uh, for, for whatever reason. Like, I don't know. It's just it just can't. I, I actually use I know this sounds strange, but I use the uh, uh, TV show Pointless, which is a UK game show. So you probably haven't heard of it in most in, in, if you're in another country. But it's just having that voice. It's kind of like AS, have you heard of ASMR? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like that. And it's you get used to kind of having a voice there and it's just it's just nice and it's kind of like it just feels kind of comforting but there are there are certain people who must turn on the I know people who must turn on a vacuum cleaner to sleep and they leave it on all night because they need that noise they can't that vacuum so it's 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 not it's not strange thing but yeah I certainly um share that Sarah I've used them when I can't sleep and use them to get to sleep and what's what's interesting I don't know if any other listeners have experienced this but is if you do that sometimes the what they're talking about weaves itself into the narrative of your dream so you start <laughs> dreaming like what they're saying is happening in your dream and you're you're there and it's it's just weird but it's so you have a dream about a, a little fella leaning on an apple leaning on an apple leaning on an apple carl leaning on an apple um so thank no thank you sarah thank you for getting in touch this thank one you. is from yeah. um erin oh hi erin Aaron, Gary hello. says hello. What, is it Aaron, the Aaron who listens. Who we know. Oh, hello, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron <laughs> says, it's been a rock for me. It helps me to feel calm after a hard day, to quiet my mind when my thoughts are racing around uncontrollably, or just to make me smile and laugh. It's familiar and comforting, and it's a go-to for when I am not feeling good enough, anxious and slash or lonely, which I think, you know, that really you know hammers home the reason why we're doing this podcast because it shows you know the power of of but for me a lot of these were particularly um poignant because i'm a big fan of of radio of audio i'm recently you know a lot of my you know clients i work with they're they're radio and and it's a particular cause you know that i'm passionate about a particular medium i'm passionate about well, I love- I'll just say that is something that that's we both share that because yeah you know we both bonded first over audio in particular and uh, and I think it's a medium that a lot of a lot of you know TV or film as much as I love both of those mediums radio doesn't 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 have that and the fact that you know these radio state these radio shows that have stood the test of time and they've proven this through dedicated listeners such as yourself Aaron you know the people are still you know listening to them these hours of you know content yeah and it's different Um, if it's it's harder like if like and carl says like i think the visual ruins radio and ricky's like no carl's absolutely right if these shows were it would have been interesting to have seen webcam footage a bit of webcam footage but if they were all on the webcam it would it's not as special like i don't know i just I don't like the way radio shows these days are filmed, like Komodo Mayo, who I love, and they're great. But I just, I've, I'd rather just hear it. And there's something about it just being audio. But anyway, Erin, that's, yeah, that's a great comment. Certainly, 
I can honestly say, not just saying this to her, but that's something I've shared. Uh, There's a lot to be said about that sort of familiarity. Mm. And also, I, I knew the shows like religiously you you can almost like uh, transcribe them in your head as you're as you're listening to them and you, you know what's coming up next you know i think it's just nice to have that safe space where you can return to and you can go oh cool it's okay it's yeah. safe good it's here. So, yeah absolutely it's a good point it feels safe being it feels like okay i'm back with with friends even though we're not you know it's kind of it's that kind of feeling and yeah that is why we started this podcast because we we realized there's, there's other people who've experienced this out there and we wanted for them to not feel as alone like they feel alone and then the show helps them but then they might feel alone in the fact that the show helps them so much but you know you're not alone because many people experience this including us too and many listeners as well quite right too lucan said after a particularly stressful day i like to chain a few episodes i like the i like the use of the word chain there i find it really relaxing to immerse myself in the rsk bubble and forget the real world for a bit and i think for a bit of escapism that's what that's what the pod that's what the shows offer it's just yeah. it's pure you know you might watch you know fucking marvel films or something but i'd much rather sit down and listen plug my earphones in a dark room listen to the the you know meanderings of ricky carl and steve and just forget where i am for five seconds because that trans transformative ability that audio you know can have i I think it's really unparalleled and I, i i can't think of anything that like comes close to that no and it's not just because obviously we're saying audio in general does that but but this is a particularly special type of audio and actually every single place that i walk i always listen very occasionally i'll put on a uh some music but most of the time i'm listening back to the podcast and or oasis or oasis if if it's a song it might be oasis might not um but but no listen it's that thing where like i don't feel lonely i live alone but i i see people not in lockdown but i i see enough people to absolutely in fact i see too many i'd rather see fewer people real people but i see i see enough people but when i'm walking somewhere i often feel lonely when i'm walking just because you're on your own you're you're doing a solitary walk somewhere so it's so nice to have the it's so nice to have that audio on and just to listen back to that familiar ricky carl and steve and i'm not as alone on my walk that's nice i like that uh this is from mr dilkenton who's been in touch before oh yeah Uh, i must say that reverting back to listening to the shows has helped me to take my mind off the stress of homeschooling my kids and knowing that lots of people listen to the shows makes me feel less of a weirdo yeah yeah that's a great comment yeah exactly like that's why we wanted to do and i'm not saying our podcast is responsible for other people knowing that other people listen to the show but we wanted to bring Sounds like what you're saying, mate. we wanted to bring people together who think oh this is weird like I'm, I'm doing a weird thing here but you're not and miles and i were very lucky because we actually met in real life and we both happened to love the podcast the the xfm show so we we could kind of bond over that but there's people who love it but no one else they know physically in their life knows it. So, you know, that's why we want to do this podcast. And that's hopefully what, what we what we're kind of getting across. And also, 
can't imagine the stress of homeschooling your kids. Like I spoke to my sister recently who has three kids and is doing... her, her kids, her oldest isn't school ages. Uh, one of them is, yeah. So, yeah, she's been kind of doing the whole BBC bite size thing and, you know, no trying to keep them engaged. I actually forwarded on. Um, this is a great um, story, actually. If you want to if you want your kids right to to read a bloody good story story or a bloody good meal. Um, like. <laughs> uh, Flat Stanley and anything by Roald Dahl. I know Taika Watiki is doing a live read of um um james and giant peach online and i really recommend that if you've got young kids if you've got anyone and you want to introduce them to the world of um like audio books or just great literature generally then definitely well, check. roald dahl is is classic yeah just classic dark dark stories as well roald dahl you forget that do you, do you know what happens i didn't know this until quite recently <clears throat> roald dahl's daughter um she's a she's a um cook no no the the sophie does sorry but there's there's another daughter he she um she just she she caught a cold and she was in bed and things and and she 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 was getting worse and worse and uh she died and i don't want to get too much but she she died and a lot of his work is almost to her and it is quite dark because of the dark experience that he went through so his daughter just died of flu i didn't know that this was obviously years and years and years ago, but um, yeah, of course. I mean, Roald Dahl's classic. I remember being read Roald Dahl stories by my teacher in primary school. James and the Giant Peach, classic. But um, and there's something about Roald Dahl being read Roald Dahl or reading it that's better than watching the films they've made of it or the cartoons. Yeah. You've got it all in your head, and it's that thing of audio. You're imagining what Ricky, Carl, and Steve are doing. Roald Dahl, if you're reading it, you you're creating images in your head. Do you know? You... Do you know something I've really wanted to do, Gary? Is I've really wanted to do like um, sort of an adult child like audio book or some sort of podcast or some something that kids can learn about the difficult truths of life, but in a really fun way. Because I think, you know, I, I kind of get the the impression that kids are gonna like not be that interested in audio when everything's all about what you see. Well, particularly in these days, I think, yeah, kids growing up, it's so visual because, you know, we've all got one of these. We've all got screens, uh, you know, whereas growing up, we didn't have that. And it's not to get a generational thing of nostalgia, but it, it just is that way. So, yeah. Anyway, good luck with that podcast. I'm not sure. I, <laughs> I think you can do that on your own. Mars actually used to be a teacher a little bit. of t- That's for a little true. Time. And Mars did a session on Karl Marx. I was in that session. My thoughts are with teachers now who are thinking about going back to work. Um, this is from Brad Fowler. They're, they're, who, being, for, they're being forced. Is yeah. That, anyway, go on. This is from Brad Fowler, and he's a new listener. And he said, great show. Good to hear others talking about the shows, as I don't know anyone who likes them. Cheers. Again, great. Like All these comments are saying similar things. That's a, uh, what, who, who's, what's his name? Brad Fowler. Brad Fowler. It sounds like a character from EastEnders. But, um, Mark, yeah, he's he's in the relation to Mark Fowler. Sonia. That's for anyone that's over yeah. <laughs> and in England as well, which is hardly anyone in our audience. But, um, but yeah, good good comment, Brad. I like it. Welcome to the club, Brad. Uh, this is from Xanthia Webb, and she is a wine scientist. What? I know. A fucking uh, wine scientist. Um, what's her name? Xanthia? Xanthia, if you want to just... Unusual name. 
Xanthi, if you just want to send in your phone number and uh, contact details, and I'll be in touch with you, uh, please. It's my dream. Gary, Gary loves wine. She's married, but um, yeah, don't no, worry about I'm it. Only, I'm only joking, but I do love wine, yeah. Anyway, Can you imagine, what though, what it is to be like a wine scientist? Yeah, it's probably just like being any other scientist. She obviously doesn't drink it at work, you know. She just she just studies the, the acidity and things like that of the compositions of I've grapes. I've never so. had um, I've ne- I would love to go wine taste. I've never done wine. Maybe we should go wine tasting. Yeah, well, what's that thing? We were I probably can't go, but there was a thing we were, you wanted to go to like some rural village in France to do a writer's no, retreat. No, that was a writer's retreat. Yeah, no, I know, but I'm just saying we could probably find a, a vineyard there because that's where they, you know, that that would be the perfect place to do wine tasting. But I've never done wine tasting before. I just, well, I taste it a lot, but swallow. But what, what, what a lovely job to have. So Xanthia Webb said, just listen to the first episode and I got all the questions of the quiz, of the quiz correct. But I am a self-confessed super fan of the XFM shows. So you put Gary to shame. Right well, Zan- 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 um, next week, um, we're actually we're doing episode 18 of um, season two. And Xanthia is going to come in and sit in with Miles. And she, <laughs> because I think yeah, I think you deserve it because I didn't get those. Quick. I, I Miles put me on the spot there because I was kind of like, I don't know. I was I'm not. I, don't, I haven't listened as much to season one, but it made it look like I didn't know much about the show. But I, I can, I promise you, I do. But, um, but Xanthia, well done actually for getting also, all those. Also, can what? I just say, in your defence, these people that say you know, it's you know, you got them wrong, and you know, it, it's really hard to remember loads of stuff. And also, really, when you've got loads, of, when you've got loads of other interests and, and, and also, going on your life, how the hell can you possibly know? I, I wouldn't have even fared that well in them. No, but there's a lot of things I, there's, there's a lot of things I know aside from that, you know. Yeah, I know you know. Yeah, well, we take that as red. You know other things, but it was the first podcast we were doing. We were both quite nervous, so I probably wasn't on my game there. But um, but well done for getting those questions. I mean, you you must be a, a super super fan. Um, but yeah, again, thanks for your comments, and that's great because Miles and I often talk about this. We're like. We feel we've improved as the shows have gone on. Not saying we're great, not saying we're even good, but we've improved probably from a low point. But I'm always pleased when someone listens to episode one and they don't immediately turn off. I often think, oh, you listen to episode one, you just think mm-hmm. it's shit. But I'm glad that people, that, that Xanthia listened to episode one and, and then got in touch with us. So Thank you, Xanthia. Please continue to listen. I, and I hope you enjoy uh, the latter podcasts. Uh, one final one before we move on to uh, the D Chart Spinners Library. Uh, this is from Lottie, actually. And Lottie says, uh, I just discovered your podcast. I love it a lot. I listen to the XFM. I listen to the XFM shows while I work out or it just allows me to switch off, switch off and have some me time. I love the nostalgia of it all as well. Great. Oh, great comment. Yeah. Thank you, um... Lottie. Lottie. No, good name. I like that name. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Allows you to switch. I've, yeah. Um, when you're working out, it's a great, great time to listen. Um, and thank you very much. Have you worked out? I, I, I work out a lot. No, I've been <laughs> to the gym. But, um, I, I'll, I've, some people put on high, high intensity music, high, high beats, quick beats, so they can sort of work out to that. But I much prefer the podcast. So, 
yeah, I'm with you there, Lottie. And thank you for uh, for discovering the shows and, and not thinking they're immediately absolute <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually want to like her last point does does um it does strike a particular nerve because this is a subject that's of particular fascination for me is uh, nostalgia and how we view uh, like nostalgia. And obviously I'm no fucking, you know, scientist or, you know, pseudo sociologist or something. But um, how do you what, what is your opinion, Gary, on on um, like nostalgia? Um, I, I know obviously a lot of people nowadays, obviously it's, it's all about like resurging, you know, old things like 80s, 90s. A lot of people have like 90s parties or whatever. Yeah, a, lot, a lot of a lot of bands have made comebacks, you know, and it's that that wasn't the sort of thing that bands used to do to make comebacks. Um, I think there's a big place for nostalgia. I think you know people kind of people do look fondly on on a certain period, and we often talk about this. We often say like Mars and I both think that the music today, like, all right, you might prefer it, but it's not as profound as it, it used to be. Now, now, when we say that, I, I sort of self-reflect on that and think to myself, well, actually, there probably is music that's just as big as Oasis was then, or just, it means, <laughs> it, it means as much to people as that meant to me. And it's Stormzy. A, it's a, yeah, it's a nostalgic kind of... Prism. No, nostalgia could... Thanks very much. That's the most intelligent thing you've ever said. No, but um, it's uh, nostalgia is great, um, but it also is something that clouds your people's judgment, including my own, I think. So it clouds judgment. But, you know, we, we do crave for things that were in the past. Like I, I got um, like I like playing sort of Mario games from like, you know, 1989, you know, that that's kind of. That that brings a lot of nostalgia. And actually, I watch I watch this um, YouTube channel, and he's called the Angry Video Game Nerd. Some people, listeners, might have listened to him, but what he does basically, kind of, they they go back and nostalgically just play play through games, and they just play through games that I remember from my childhood, and I love it. And they've got huge audiences, so nostalgia is a huge thing. It's a very real thing, but it does it, it, it kind of clouds people's judgment about the present i think you, you you look down on the present because you fondly crave for something that you used to have it makes you think like what people are going to think of like now in the future but mm. like, i always i i just can't imagine anyone feeling nostalgic for 2020 or 20 oh i don't know i was i i've got very like fond memories of you know early 2010 like that indie wave libertines and plot party and all that because that was my time that was my young time mm. but you know i'm still young <laughs> I, knew, I, did, I knew that was coming he can't accept his advancing age but um you are still young i'm still young ish but um and we- we'll continue to do this podcast until one of us dies gary will probably die before me yeah, I, I, I can assure, yeah, absolutely, I will. So, <laughs> JS has got anything to do with it. Um, but um, I think that we're often, unless you go for a really bad period, which some people do in, in those formative years, I think formative years are so important. And people think formative years are when you're three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine. But no, formative years goes right into the mid-20s, I think. And um there's something about you're forming your opinions amongst cultural 
um, signifiers, so cultural things, music, TV shows. Like we won't be as nostalgic for our 30s probably as we were in our 40s as we were about as we are now about our 20s because yet they're formative years or early years so mm. um but anyway it's an interesting point but um it's, in, it's interesting because it's like you i think you should be open-minded what whatever age you are and you should be like open to any kind of experiences tv shows or whatever i i obviously am really nostalgic for you know tv shows my particularly like children's tv shows you know i've got yeah, young nephews yeah. and nieces and and you, you go oh it's no tots tv or it's no um yeah, yeah. rosie and jim you know you go but you go oh, no but they have teletubbies and uh well no they don't teletubbies is like no, teletubbies. Yeah, but teletubbies is like well you know what i mean don't you no but they they have they have they have their stuff but um yeah, it's it's because they're ultra formative years. So yeah, Rosie and Jim, even you just saying Rosie and Jim just brings a smile to my face. Yes, my face. A they smile. were the first interracial puppet couple. Okay, were they? Um, I don't know if that's true, but they looked like that. I didn't anyway, good, good, good on them. But um, yeah, no, I'm serious. Like if they if they portrayed that in the early nineties, I think that, that's quite quite brave of them. And I, you know, but um. Yeah, it's uh, it's that it's that thing of it's that thing of nostalgia. But it kind of, as you said there, you you look at you look disparagingly upon your nephew and niece's children's shows that they watch. Yeah. Now. But actually, that's nostalgia clouding your memory. Now it might be the case that some some TV is shit, but I'm sure some TV we watched is shit. Like I. I, I watched growing up Men Behaving Badly and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, like, as aged badly that now show. Watch, now when I watch back, it's like it's it's not as funny at all as I remember it. It's, it's all right, but um, but I look fondly nostalgically on it because I used to uh, we used to watch it growing up and the Far Show, which does still. Yeah. Up, we both we both watched growing up. So anyway, that's that. So shall we? So yeah, I think. I, I'm really pleased we, do, we we were debating how to do this, but we we eventually decided we'd do a short, slightly shorter episode of the main show, and because we had so much feedback, and thank you all for your feedback, really appreciate it. We decided to do a separate show, so I hope hope it's worked. You know, let us know if you if this is the sort of thing you'd like to see in the future, like if you'd like this the show being broken up like this. Um, but yeah, and so also. And also big strength to anyone who is suffering from any kind of mental health issues. Um, And I I hope the shows and I hope these shows offer you any kind of respite, any kind of support. And please do get in touch with us uh, at Trout underscore D on Twitter or uh, Trout uh, dot D at gmail.com. There we go. Dot E. There we go. Got 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 through it in the end um so okay so the last thing we're going to do now which we always do is a feature that i really enjoy uh (laughs) i'm always i'm always kind of thinking on my feet with this one because i always forget about it but miles likes to do and i think it's a good idea to kind of put songs that mean something to us or that are interesting or i i often pick silly songs like i picked um uh, I, i know i picked um all I want for Christmas is you, like in May. I love that song. No, no, I know it's a great, no, it's a great song. But I'm saying I picked it in May, so I'm not taking this as seriously. So, but, but, um, yeah, we pick a song each to put in a library that goes online and on Spotify. Yeah. And there's a link in the description. It's called the D Trout Spinners Library. Absolutely. So, Miles, what's your song? 
So I'm actually going to choose Wanna Be by the Spice Girls. Right. I don't know why. I love it. Brilliant. Uh, that I'm a massive. I don't know for, for whatever reason, but the Spice Girls have been in my head and I can't get them out of my head. And it's I think it's a massive feel good tune at the moment. And Wannabe's uh, I could have put in any kind of Spice Girls song, but I'm going to put in one and it's Listen, either going to be that. People people look down on the Spice Girls. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing because I was just at my I was about 13 when Wannabe came out, 13 or 14. And you sort of laugh at it now. Oh, the Spice Girls. Yeah. That is a they're great pop stomping pop songs. And I had a poster of the Spice Girls in my bedroom. So I'm I'm all in with wannabe. Um I, I remember going to the newsagents and my grandma and granddad used to pick me up from school and we'd go to the newsagents and you could buy the the photo album of the Spice Girls <laughs> and you could like pick them out and they were like uh um developed photos of all the Spice Girls on their shenanigans, you know, on No Not at all. Yeah. No, they're like it's it's like Pokemon cards. I'm surprised you haven't heard of this. It was like Pokemon cards, but they were like they were like developed photos of um the Spice Girls on their tour and stuff. It was wicked. They should bring they should bring that back. Well, that's the thing. Now, could you remember like I don't want to get too too back is into it, the, is, the, this the, a, is this a Peter K routine? You can go, who remembers who remembers no, but um there used to when I was growing up, like there was uh something basically fan clubs and you could be a member and you wrote off maybe sent some money or maybe didn't you became a fan you got a little thing through the post each but now there's no need for stuff like there's no need for photos i mean i'm not saying i i agree with you it would be good i i I would support that if that came back but people are so used to just see you know you could get any picture of the spice girls you want on your on your phone in seconds like and it's I think there's less need for stuff like that, and that's that's a shame. That's a shame. But anyway, that's your song. Won't get too much into that. Yeah. So my song is, <laughs> my song is going to be a song I played it when my grandpa died on air um, when we were uh, doing our radio show, and it's Whatever by Oasis. And I'll just let you listen to the lyrics of that, not you, Miles, but if you listen to lyrics of that, you can maybe see why I picked it. And that, that, so that means a lot to me. So I've really picked one that means a lot to me this time. I remember when you played that and, uh, quite, quite right too. Uh, so this has been the D chart spinners extra show. Uh, it is meant mental health awareness week. Please do, um, look after yourselves and each other and keep listening to the shows. Keep listening to the podcast, get well, in touch I- with us our ones or xfm doesn't matter preferably our ones preferably our ones because it's good for the big it's good good for the advertising yeah miles miles sends me um the figures each week so (laughs) (laughs) he's like so no we we we, know look we're not we're not that we're not that um bothered about the figures but of course it's nice but of course keep listening to the xfm ones mainly they're the ones you love but hopefully this podcast will have a place in some people's affections. Um, yeah. Just a few. And that, if that to me makes it all worth it. Uh, and coming up, I think we're going to, we're going to be doing more Dutch or otherwise, uh, maybe, and we'll do episode 18. Uh, this is Carl, Carl's back, isn't he? Carl's yeah, back. Carl's back. And it's their Christmas show. It's a I Christmas think it's, show. I think it's their Christmas show. It's the one before Christmas. Christmas spectacular how about that um look after yourselves everyone guys um this has been a detail spinners miles and gary see you later bye-bye
Thank you.